We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the Friday Fun Bag with myself. Chris Meany from The Athletic is here, but I want to let everyone know all the rankings, my rankings, are updated. You can find the link in the description, or you can go to dkplaybook.com, where they always are, and they get updated at the end of every single day, and then more so on Sunday mornings. And don't forget to tune in live to the Pat Mayo Experience, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday morning. Myself, Gary and Thorne, and the Cust himself, Timanda Cust. We'll be on the line. We'll be answering your questions around the 1030 mark. So you're going to want to get into the chat, get them questions answered. If you don't care about the chat, you just want the updates, the injuries, and our horrible takes, you can find that on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast up around 1035 a.m. Eastern time. If you just want to go out, walk the dog, go to the gym, whatever it might be, we'll have the entire morning covered for you to get you up to date on everything you need to know for week four of the NFL season. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks on that audio version, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review with your DraftKings handle and something nice about the show. Boom, you'll be in the draw for 20 DK bucks. Winners announced on Monday. Also, if you smash the like button for this episode and leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, tell me the best player you would trade 1v1 for Melvin Gordon in your season-long fantasy leagues. We'll be jumping into that. Here in a second, plus the Pat Mayo Experience, DraftKings, Listeners, and Viewers League. It's getting about full. $15 to enter, three max entry, no rake, over $60,000 guaranteed. You can play against me and the other friends of the show. The link is in the description of this video and podcast. I recommend everyone go do it because by mid-Saturday, it's probably going to be full. So go reserve your spot right now. We're going to be recapping Thursday night a little bit later on. We'll be updating the rankings and the injuries, and at the very end, talking about DraftKings ownership and 
Chris Meany from The Athletic. I think we got it all covered. I think you do. I'm already reserved again for your contest. Smart. Get in, do it right away. And um, I had a, a nice chuckle from Tim. I have a good chuckle from him every week. But What do you do this time? When you guys were talking props, I think it was Sunday morning, and you, and you liked the Waller prop. Yeah, and he's like, there's no chance he goes over receptions. <laughs> like, how many catches did he have? I think he had 13 by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the prop was over under three and a half. I was like, I really like the over on that one. That will never hit. <laughs> so I had a good I had a good chuckle of that one. Um, Tim knows what he's talking about, though. I feel like he does. It's just there's always one or two things that he says that there, it makes me wonder. There's a way that you can always frame what Tim says to make him sound like a complete moron. And that's what I choose to do. Yeah. But actually, if you listen to what he says, he's a bit on the ball. Yes, he is. He's all over it. Um, yeah, it was good. He reached out to me on Twitter the other day. I think it was in the, was it the Tampa game when against the Giants when they, when Bruce Arian said he had wanted to move back, <laughs> I think a few yards, and he had said he's better at sinking eight-foot putts than four-foot putts. <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess so. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe he's just more comfortable from that range. Fuck, I hated that game. That was my super lock of the week. They were up by 18 points, and Jones wasn't looking good in that game until all of a sudden he was. It was unbelievable, the the second-half adjustments that they were able to make. Yeah, he looked completely like a different quarterback. Maybe it was some nerves. I don't know. He's Obviously, it was his first start playing on the road, but, man, he looked – he looked really good. He made some nice throws. I just liked the Giants' offense. It was just so vanilla before, and now they had bootlegs and zone reads. They were just able to do some things differently, obviously, with Eli Manning in there. He can't move around. No, and I, but I think the hype might be I mean, maybe just Tampa's pass defense is horrible. Sure, yeah. We knew their run defense was good yeah. against running backs, but they yes. seem to have no idea that this was possible for Daniel Jones. I worry about that against Washington this week. Washington might not be the right team, but... Now that people know what he's capable of yeah. in a regular season setting, that maybe they're a bit more prepared for it. And I'm sure he's going to be like super popular on DraftKings this week. He probably should be. He's a good price. Yeah, he is a really good price. And he's got two really solid weapons in Ingram and Shepard. And the target share is thin, obviously, and there's no Barkley. And he runs, which is and he runs. just like we talked about with Kyle Allen last week. Like, you play Kyle Allen at yeah. $4,000. I thought he would run more, but as it turns out, he didn't need to he run. He didn't need to run. Yeah, no, that was a great play. I mean, we talked about Kyle Allen here last week, 4K. I mean, if you had him in your lineup, you were able to do a lot of things. You probably had some success. Yeah, well, the problem was, we were talking about it right before the show, we do a private contest amongst, like, everyone we know. Yeah. Paul and I were the only two that used Kyle Allen. He ended yeah. up winning. It's just all the guys that I paid up for sucked. That ended up sucking. That yeah. Galladay was horrible. Carson was horrible. Yeah, I, I was in that contest too, and I said, the, All these guys are going to be using Allen. I got to come off of them, and it was a huge mistake. I, I, I spent up on guys like Galladay, who did nothing. I had Delvin Cook, who was okay, who was fine, but I think maybe Zeke, who I think we got all had, scored by Paul. I think we all had Delvin Cook, I, but I just paired him with McCaffrey. I was like, They can both go off. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the one guy that worked out was Aguilar. Yeah, <laughs> who I faded to. Yeah. Uh, my he downfall last night. He wasn't week. good last night. Uh, let's talk about this Melvin Gordon thing first. Like, Actually, we should probably just start with the Chargers in general. Yeah. So the very Andercurse Chargers, probably not going to go 14-2, and two, as Tim predicted. And uh, Phillip Rivers may not win the MVP. But here's what we're dealing with. Um, Justin Jackson, who was initially going to be like, after Tony Pollard like, did a bunch of work last yeah. week, oh, you, you can use Justin Jackson this week. Well, he's in a walking boot with a calf injury, and he's out. Yeah, he's so he's different. not playing. Virgil Green, he's not playing. Uh, the kicker, Badgley, he's not paying, which we get more of Tai Long, Tai Long, Tai Long, Tai Long, which is not great news. No, it's not good news. Uh, Travis Benjamin, doubtful for this game with a hip injury. Mike Williams, out, out with a back injury. That leaves Dontrell Inman and 
the hilariously spelled Jeremy Davis. With a G. With a G. Yeah. Uh, as the wide receiver two and three. Inman at 3K on DraftKings is completely sure. live. Absolutely. And I don't know who the tight end is. They might not have one. No, they they may not have one. I, I, I'd like to get your thoughts on the spread. Like, has it changed at all? Originally, when I saw 17, I jumped on Miami just because of the things that I've seen with the Chargers over the past few years. You and mean Jeff that they mi- talked about it numerous times. They might go full Chargers? That they could go full Chargers. Who knows who else comes out of this game and gets hurt? Phillip Rivers, something happens. It always just seems to be some kind of heartache with this Chargers team. Obviously, you know, you got the West Coast team going to the East Coast to play a one o'clock game, which is like a 10 o'clock in the morning game for them. So there's a lot of just variables. There's lots of different variables here in this game. And, and on Tuesday, Pat, just, Justin Jackson was on Fanshare using your code. Use that code, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, fan, fan, time. if you go to fansharesports.com, if you're really digging in, try to yeah. get like DraftKings ownership for the week and really want to utilize that, use the promo code PME. The top two backs, Eckler and Jackson. It was it was Cook and Jackson. Everybody was completely off Eckler because they just I don't know if that's I'm saying everybody, but the ownership had projected Justin Jackson is the highest owned RB heading into the weekend because of everything that has happened over the past couple of weeks. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going there. I'm just gonna use Eckler. And now obviously with Jackson out and Gordon playing, it's a little bit sticky. But I think Eckler is the guy to play this week. Yeah, and by by fan share of sports, we now get into it a little bit later on. He's projected to have like thirty yeah. percent ownership. Sure, I mean I. So get it. initially, Melvin Gordon ended his contract holdout, and he wasn't going to play this week. They were just going to bring him back next week and ease him back in. But now, with Justin Jackson out, it does look like he is going to play, at least on a limited basis. Yeah. I wouldn't use him this week, but... I guess it depends on your situation. I guess I so. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want to use him either. I actually own... I don't own him at all. I have no shares. I didn't, I didn't want to deal with the headache. I wish that, you know, I did, because he's back a lot sooner than I thought, but... If he falls in the end zone, it's the same thing as Zeke. I guess how we treated Zeke early in the year. If he comes in and he gets seven carries, seven to ten touches against the Dolphins, and one of those touches is in the red zone, I mean, he could, realistically, he should be the goal line back. If they yeah. ever get a play on the five or something, he should come in and get that touch. That would be the saving grace of all of it, right. is that he comes in and he gets all these goal line carries, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. I think it affects Eckler less this week than it will moving forward. Like, I'd still be fine. I still have Eckler ranked inside my top five at running backs this week. I don't think that the conditioning with Gordon is going to be there. No. Hey, he wasn't in Cabo doing P90X <laughs> no, like he, Zeke was. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He was at home tweeting about how good Eckler looked. Yeah, his, and, his, and Eckler his, does look good. He so. does, yeah, he looks really good. And I'm trying to buy low on Eckler. Like, everyone's like, panic mode. Like, let's sell Eckler. I got to get rid of this guy That's immediately. Interesting. I'm trying to get him where I can for cheap if people are willing to just give him up. Because I think he's he's going to continue to have a role. It's not going to be this good. He's not going to touch the ball 20 times. He had a role last year. He had some good games he, as, like, a flex he, PPR guy. Yeah, he's a flex PPR guy. That's exactly, I want that on my team that, right now. That's, yeah, that's exactly what he's going to be like in that where we thought Latavius Murray would have been coming into the year if Breeze was still the quarterback. Yeah. That he would have, like, fringe value. Like, sure. if you had to play someone, you can play him. I guess Jordan Howard's now that guy. Oh. I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, you said you played against him? In the I league? played against Jordan Howard. And to make matters worse, like, I'm 44 points down heading into the weekend. My buddy has Patrick Mahomes. Like, <laughs> thanks for coming out. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely finished. But, yeah, I mean, this guy also had Melvin Gordon on his bench, so he was pretty thin. And there's obviously a couple teams on by. I don't think he had Bell, but he was forced to play Howard, and it and it screwed me. I think I saw a tweet from Jake Seeley. who was like on Yahoo, ten percent started, four percent, four percent started Jordan Howard in their lap. Like, and imagine what, I went against that. What would like? What was the upside? I mean, obviously we saw what the upside was, but like, 
best case scenario in your mind from Jordan Howard going into the Thursday night game would have been like, well, maybe he gets like two goal line touches, but like real realistic. Yeah. Best case scenario is like, oh, he's going to have 40 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, like I would take that. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, he scored three touchdowns. That, he caught a pass. I know. Yeah, he did. And he looked good. At the same time, the offensive line just they just dominated. So there was a lot of holes that he that he just kind of ran through. But I have noticed a trend with him over the past couple of weeks is a lot of people in Philadelphia have been crying for him to get the ball more, especially as the red zone back. And we've seen that in a couple occasions now. I think he has like four four rushing touchdowns all from like inside the you know the ten or whatever. It's pretty clear, and we've discussed Miles Sanders a few times on this show, is that like he can't get himself up the field. No. But he can get to the edge really quickly. He can. And Howard is probably your bruiser between the tackles. He and is. The problem is you're just never gonna know. You're never gonna know. It's it's always gonna be a, a split backfield. They they said the stat yesterday and I was aware I've talked to you about this, but I didn't know this actual number and I think Joe Buck said it yesterday as well is that no running back on his roster, like Doug Peterson's roster since he's been there with the team for like the four years has averaged more than 60 rushing yards like on a season. So like, like per game, you know what I mean? So like that just goes to show right there. Like they're just going to continue to use guys and just rotate them through. Even when Howard put together three or four solid runs, it's Miles Sanders coming in. And then all of a sudden Darren Sproles is in and it's frustrating for sure. But I mean, Howard is, yeah, I guess you're right. He's probably a flex in a pinch. You're hurting. You're never going to be able to trust that. It's a a lot like just playing Adrian Peterson. Like you're hoping he falls in. If he falls into the end zone, it's a fine week. And that's all you're realistically looking for. If there was no Sanders, holy crap. I mean, yeah. Then they would sign jhi who knows and they would play that guy yeah for 40 percent of the time yeah, you're back, to, right. back to the gordon thing though like if the giveaway is who would you trade one for one for melvin gordon right now like if we had to re-rank eckler and gordon the rest of the year like what are the chances eckler is just better than gordon and or keeps the high end of this job it's not going to happen right no. gordon is good He's a pretty solid talent, and he, they're going to want to give him the ball. And 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 who knows what their mindset's going to be throughout the year too. Like, Run do we? Ha- yeah, do we have? Do we plan on really signing Gordon? We know what he wants money wise. He, you know, he came back to us. And we're not going to sign him for this money because we're going to drive him into the ground. Like that's certainly a possibility too. So I think the touches probably go like seventy thirty. There could be some sixty forty games like in the first couple of weeks. But I think like when the Chargers are rolling and and Gordon is completely healthy and and feeling pretty good i would say it's like a 70 30 type split and gordon's had i mean he's can catch the ball too so it's not automatic that eckler's going to come in on third down rolls either no i i think we're just we're going to see scenarios where they're not going to phase eckler out of no. the offense he'll just have drives yeah. but goal line wise it's probably going to be melvin gordon like it should you, be it always has if been. you had todd Gurley, would you trade him straight up for yes. melvin gordon yeah I would. if you had josh jacobs would you trade him straight up for melvin gordon i would yeah if you had connor really connor mixon I think Connor's due for a big bounce back. I think he is too. And I think after that, you sell him. There's a couple guys. Adams was one of those guys you had to get. Evans a couple weeks ago. Connor's one of those guys that I feel the opposite. Like if he had that big game in what is a good matchup because teams have been able to run on Cincinnati, that I would I would turn around and I'd flip him because I am a little bit worried about his health. And I don't like this Steelers team. I don't like the outlook of him. So I'm trying to think of like the tier of where he would be. To so, me, I, he's like, a top ten back. Who's better, Le'Veon Bell or Melvin Gordon? Probably Bell. Yeah, Chubb or Gordon? Chubb. Yeah, that's pretty close to me. Do you, do you remember when there was all the worries that Kareem Hunt was going to come back? I don't think that's a worry. Yeah, I don't think so. I either. mean, he will come back. He will but. come back, but I mean, again, like what's that week eleven? And at that point, 
Like he's not going to come in and get 15 carries. He's yeah. going to come in and get a handful. Chubb would really have to struggle, and he's been fine. He's just not getting the ball. Yeah, like I Frank mean, he, is, but but he is getting the ball. It's just not what we want him. To. Yeah, I guess not as much as we. He's been fine. Like Dalvin Cook, yeah, obviously. Been okay. Dalvin Cook, obviously not. Mix, so mixing you would. Mixing, I feel I like would. that's very close. I mean, Gordon's probably in the better situation. He's I, probably the better back. So yeah, I would have had Gordon ranked ahead of Mixon heading in. Yeah. And I would have just given the edge because of the be- the better offense. But we didn't because we didn't know when the holdout was going to Exactly. Happen. So, um, so yeah. yeah, he's like bottom end, top 10. Like yeah. 7, 8, 9, rest of the season. Yeah. So where does that put Eckler then? Like, would you rather have Eckler or James White? I'd rather have James White. I would rather have James White, but that's really close. Like, that's in that range. Um, so, like, late teens, early 20s. Early 20s. Like, mid-20s, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have White kind of ranked there in, like, from 23 to 26 27 every week would you rather have chris thompson or austin eckler i would rather have eckler i'm just gonna be the better offense well it's not only the better offense the one thing that we do need to factor into this as it pertains to austin eckler and it's one of the things that dr jesse morse is not on the show this week but follow him on twitter he's gonna be very active that we talked about going into the season these guys that actually have extended holdouts put themselves at a higher risk of re-injury just because they're not, it's almost like they're preseason now. Like they haven't been around. They haven't been taking the hits that they're kind of coming in fresh. Yeah. And that we know what Eckler's role now is without Melvin Gordon. Right. And it's like a top five guy in yeah. fantasy that you need to factor that into in case something happens to Melvin Gordon that you don't just give away Eckler for pennies. That's why I'm trying to get That's it. what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Like I think that's the, like James White is never going to be more than James White. Good Michelle point. could Good die point. tomorrow, and then, like, Burkhead would be in. Yeah. And even with Chris Thompson, we've seen, I mean, yeah. Geist gets hurt, Adrian Peterson comes in. If Adrian Peterson gets hurt, Chris Thompson's not getting 20 touches a game. It's just not happening. Exactly. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Dead on. So, I, yeah, if anything does happen to Gordon, we've seen, we've seen it with Bell to start the season. Like, this guy held out all year, and then he dinged up his shoulder. He's fine, but he had that MRI. I mean, that's from a guy who hasn't taken hits in, in a, you know, a long time like 15 16 months and he got a camp in yeah and he, and he yeah he, you're right he got a camp in but he didn't play any preseason which made which i was a little concerned as an owner like oh this guy hasn't taken any contact yet what happens when he's going to take that big contact but you're dead on with eckler because we've already seen the role with gordon now and gordon has suffered injuries over the past couple of years i don't think he's played a full season yet no he usually plays like 13 14 13, games. 14 games and finishes a top 10 rb and some of though and a lot of that is due to especially the last few years like eckler's good we can play eckler we're not yeah. too concerned about it. do you think that the chargers are just sitting all these people because they're playing the dolphins like do you think some of these guys could have played yeah I, I do think that. That's such risky biz. It is risky. Again, it is. Yeah, I think. Well, I was surprised to see Mike Williams play last week. And, you know, all the reports that I saw was that he wasn't. No, that was good. two weeks ago. Against was it two Lions. weeks? that? Okay, so we played. And I was surprised to see him play that game. So, obviously, he's not 100%. I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, they're playing Miami. And, and that it, it is really risky. But I think that they could still win. Oh, I, I don't know if they cover the I think points, I, th- I think they're probably still going to cover. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Like, just that offensive line is so bad. And then you have Bosa and Ingram coming at Josh Rosen. Yeah. You know who's super sneaky and who's back this week is Albert Wilson. Yeah, he, like, and you and I like I like him as, as much as like, you. I, I like Preston Williams just because, because I think that he's a good player. Yeah. And against this, I mean, this, these are just the offensive injuries for the oh, Chargers. Oh, yeah, I mean, Their yeah. defense is super banged the up, The show's too. not long enough to like, get into K- Casey Hayward may or may not play at this point. But yeah. those are, like, deeper threats. It didn't seem like they had 
they're Julian Edelman. Their Julian Edelman is Elbert Wilson. Like yeah. he's going to run five yards from the line of scrimmage. He's super quick. He's yeah. super fast. And there is easier throws. Like he could pile up. Like if he's truly back, he's still questionable with the calf. Yeah. Yeah. Missed the last two games. So you hope that it, like he's a hundred percent now. But he could pile up like six, seven, eight catches in this game just by accident. Yeah, easily. I, I drafted him in a couple spots, and unfortunately, like he got hurt right away. So I, I still I, got I had him. to drop him in in some shallow leagues. But I yeah, I like him. I liked what I saw from him last week. You, you bring up good or last year you bring up good points he's he's that easy completion guy I I was pretty impressed with I mean how impressed can you be with Miami's <laughs> offense but I, I at least Preston Wills, Williams, Williams was was getting some like 12 targets he seemed like Rosen's guy that he was going to take some shots with downfield so I mean at, you figure at some point probably all year Rosen's probably the quarterback as long as he stays healthy they're just going to see what they have with him now at this point even though they are going to draft somebody they will like that's probably a connection I'll keep an eye on, but I mean, where's the upside, right? This is a ton of volume. You just hope he catches one or two long passes. I just think the the one, yeah, with Williams, yeah, maybe just garbage time touchdowns is all you're really looking for, and yeah. hopefully he piles up enough along the way that it establishes a floor. With Wilson, he's just so fast, like off the off yeah. the break around the line of scrimmage that he can turn a, he a bubble screen into a seventy yard touchdown, yeah. like. I think the upside lies with him. Like, would you rather, if you were in a pinch this week, let's say you had T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. and he, we don't think he's going to play. It's confirmed that he's out, which is not the case right now. He's doubtful. Right. But would you rather play Inman or Albert Wilson? I think they'd be right around the same they range. They probably like, would be. Um, I think I think I would play Inman there. I think I would play Inman too. Yeah, I think I would just take the upside and play Inman knowing that he's the two <laughs> in this offense. And Williams has had some targets. Benjamin obviously has had a couple that he hasn't been able to reel in. So there's an opportunity there for for a few grabs. So I I would take – I think Inman is very interesting. Let's talk about T.Y. Hilton for a second because it looks like he's going to be a no-go with this quad injury. He's doubtful. Uh, I was talking to Paul before the show that if someone – we're going to know because it's in in Indianapolis. It's an early game. So we'll know by the time 1130 comes around. If he's somehow active – I think he did this last year too, where he was like he was basically out, and then all of a sudden he's playing. Yeah, play him on DraftKings. Yeah, because no one will play him. Yeah, and if he's healthy enough to play, he's it's going to go ham. He, on the yeah, he's done this numerous times over the course of his career. He's played through injuries, and it's been remarkable what he's been able to do through those injuries. Wasn't it a playoff game last year? Even last week, he wasn't yeah. supposed to play. He comes and just lights it up in the first half. That playoff game last year, I remember it. He wasn't 100%. Obviously, we all knew that he was going to play, but he wasn't able to practice. He was clearly limping like with every going back to every huddle and the sidelines, and he balled out in that playoff game against the Texans. So, yeah, I would play him. And if he doesn't play, I think you know we can get cute pass. about... No, pa- just pass. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You get cute about Deion Kane and and Paris Campbell, but I think most of the targets go to the two tight ends. I, I, if I were to choose one, it would be Ebron, but I think it's a Marlon Mack game. I, I am 100% on board with you, but the, the people, at least according to fansharesports.com, promo code PME if you want 10% off. Yeah, yeah. 10%, 20%, I don't yes. even know what it is. It's yeah. off something. It's at yes. least 10%. It's 10, I think. Uh, but Mack is coming in at, yeah. as like a very chalky running back. I got some ideas about that later on, how to get off of that if you want to, but if Hilton ends up going, play him. He's just a super leverage play with high ups. It could be a zero, but yeah. I lose it's, every listen. I lose every week anyway. What's the difference? <laughs> At least give me a guy who has some upside, and it's worth it. Yeah, if you could get a guy with you know that kind of upside of the low ownership, it's it's like it's like Hopkins. Like people don't want to play Hopkins now. He had the one bad game. If I'm gonna get 
Watson and Hopkins potentially this week with a low ownership. I'm doing it every time. It's funny that we'll talk. I guess we'll talk about that when the DraftKings comes around. I talked like Siege was on the show this week, and yeah. I mean having Siege on is just funny to like listen to people beat up on Siege, but yeah. how much they hate Siege, <laughs> who's actually like a super nice and good yeah, guy. Why do they hate him so much because he's an asshole online. Yeah, well, he plays whatever. like a, he plays like a loudmouth. He's like the non-fun version of Cust. <laughs> With his bad takes, but he's actually super nice. But we were even talking about it. Like people are obviously going to use Mahomes. Everyone's going to use Danny Dimes. The world is using Russell Wilson. You talk about that Hopkins Watson stack. I kind of like that. You know who people aren't using this week? Lamar Jackson. Mm, yeah, I get it. But like the upside is so high. The upside is so <laughs> high that w- I think we saw his floor last week. What was it? Twenty-one DraftKings yeah. points. He had a bad passing game. Zero touchdowns. And what does he do? When, that's the thing. When you're not going to get those good passing games, when he can't hit his wide receivers or, or Andrews is hurt dealing with an injury, he's going to use his legs. He's eventually just going to say, screw it. I'm not passing the ball down the field. I'm just going to use my legs and run around. You know who is a guy that I think is getting overlooked? Nobody likes Jared Goff anymore. Oh, you say Nobody that. Nobody likes You say that. Is his ownership high? His ownership is the projected to be the <sighs> third highest at quarterback. So my, my feeling was that he was too highly priced, and if you look there at those quarterbacks that are on the board, all of them are averaging, like besides Baker, averaging like 20-plus DK points. Well, do you know who legit no one is using, which blows my mind? Rivers. Rivers. Who's who a Rivers Inman? Just you, you Rivers <laughs> Inman, Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen. Yeah, like, and Just then you're be on your go. way. You know who the ball is going to. Yeah, I mean, Allen leads in every single category out there. Yeah. yeah it's... Like, he's super like he's super chalky. Eckler's super chalky, but no one's using Rivers or anyone else. Yeah, that's pretty strange. Really. I get I, I, I get it, but yeah. I guess people just don't want to. I, I, I like golf in that range because we were just talking about Jones and how good he looked, and we were just talking about the top of the show with that secondary in Tampa. They're not – Gurley hasn't been productive on the ground. They can Antip stop has the a run. Good yeah. yeah, and Goff just has so many weapons. Plus, at home, I was looking at his numbers at home: twenty-two to three touchdown interception ratio last year. Average three hundred and twenty yards passing on the road. It's much, much different. It was like ten nine and two forty. <laughs> I know he's a different quarterback this year, but more comfortable at home. So I picked the Raiders to cover the nine against the Colts this week, and I, I'm slowly churning around to Josh Jacobs as being a good play yes. this week. I'm talking. I don't know if whether. I objectively think that, but I actually own him on every team that I have, so I just kind of so, want it yeah. to be true. <laughs> I get like that with Montgomery. This is the week. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I like because there was a big case to be made, like even like preseason stuff. Do you draft Jacobs or you draft Montgomery? Yeah. I was a hundred percent on Team Jacobs. Yeah. Feel like I'm still winning that one. I don't win much when yeah. it comes to this you, guy versus you, this guy. You are. It's just the game script. This is a game I like him this week because this is a game that I think they could keep close, especially if there's no Ty. So there, okay, so Ty is listed as doubtful. We don't want to play any of the receivers. Uh, they promoted a guy named Ashton Dolan who ran a four four three forty at the combine. Okay, so he could just be a burner if you're looking for someone to like. Hey, maybe they go deep. <laughs> sure. Um, Brissett's also interesting this week because you don't know who he's going to pass. Yeah, to, you don't. But know. it's a good matchup, and he can run. Yeah, uh, Darius Leonard is out again with a concussion and Malik Hooker is out in this game too. He's out four to six weeks. Like That's a big the goal. indie defense has been beaten down a little bit that if the Raiders do want to keep it close, turn around and hand it off to Jacobs. Gruden even talked about this week, getting him more involved in the passing game. And he wasn't on the injury report where last week he was dealing with a hip yeah. and knee and yeah. he was sick and he was sick and he was like on like a couple of different IVs or, or, you know, before the game. So yeah, this is a game that I think he's going to be involved and you're right. I heard that from Gruden and you know, he's has been running some routes. Like when he's on the field, he's just, 
He just hasn't gotten the ball. So. Derek Carr sucks. Yeah, so Carr, that's not good. Carr is brutal. But I, I agree. I like the price, and I think you know people are just off of him in general because of that, because they feel like he's not going to get any work in the passing game. But that's not the case. I mean, he had the one catch week one. He, he was good after that catch. and yeah, We still haven't seen the best of him yet. No, I, I, and the one thing that you can point to, the problem is is it's the Raiders and they're not good, yeah. is that once they get inside the opponent's 20-yard line, Jacob's time. Yeah, I like that bet. The Raiders, it was good to jump on that. I think they it was like six, six and a half now. Are you serious? Yeah. It got up to eight or nine. I think with the recent TY news. Seven now. Seven? Yeah. Watch the Colts fucking smoke them. Because <laughs> they're not good. They're not good, but I think T.Y. being gone is is going to be a problem for them because Jacoby Brissett doesn't – he's much like Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, and you saw last week. No, he doesn't don't, take, don't, doesn't take don't any say, shots downfield. You know he's very that. conservative. He is better than Teddy he's Bridgewater. He's better than Bridgewater, but he's like him in the way that he just plays it safe and doesn't take too many shots downfield. If you watch that offense, it's Mac. I mean, he leads the NFL in carries. Like, they use that offensive line. They keep things simple for Teddy – or for – Jeez, for um, Brissett, right? I mean, use the two tight ends, like I said. They're not taking a ton of shots. And with no T.Y. Hilton there, I don't know. Maybe they'll use the burner, Austin Dullin. Ashton Dullin. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Rashad Higgins looks like he's, like, real iffy to play against Baltimore. He's missed the last two weeks, probably. You weren't going to play him anyway. No. But, uh, Danny Amendola? Like, I thought this was a mistake because I hadn't really heard anything about Amendola. He's dealing with a chest injury. He's, like, legit doubtful and probably not going to play. They promoted a guy named Tom Kennedy. Yeah, he took a big shot in that Eagles game last week. I thought I thought it was just Roto World being racist that they were like, oh, Julian Edelman has a chest injury. I mean, Danny Amendola has a chest injury, but apparently he does too. They do have an agenda over there. Uh, yeah, little white receivers. They all got Cole Beasley, chest injury. Yeah. Trey Quinn, chest injury. Chest injury. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Chest injury. We'll, we'll just put chest next to all of them. We'll have to be right. Uh, but it looks like he's a no-go. In like, I don't have any interest in Tom Kennedy, but it's a name against the Chiefs. Sure. Game where they have to be thrown. Yeah, I was in on Stafford last week. Didn't work out. Um, how? I don't understand how it didn't work out. It, it didn't work out because... Philly kept fumbling? Yeah, Philly actually controlled that game for most of it. Yeah, they should have won. They should have won. They had, like, over 400 yards offense. They just had seven drops, and maybe they shouldn't have canceled practice because, obviously, they weren't feel they weren't feeling themselves. They had some fumbles, some turnovers. So I think that's how, you know, Detroit had that touchdown to start the game on special teams. So, like, that's why it didn't work out. Kenny, Gall- or Kenny Galladay wasn't good. It was Marvin Jones who was good. But I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit more in this game, don't you? This is Mahomes' first game in a dome. <laughs> someone showed the clip i think it was a preseason game against atlanta that like the last throw that patrick mahomes made inside he threw like 90 yards in the air it was like oh my god and hardman was talking about how fast like he saw some numbers like next gen stats had some how like he hit like i think 20 miles an hour or whatever his speed was he's like wait till i get in the dome i can break records like and you know that there's kansas city's just feeling themselves that they know that they're just gonna try that once it's funny like there's a lot of people like i even just to look at the line of that game it's still six right now i know it's it's, it's fishy it's, it's a lot like you said last week it was super fishy i'm all over casey i'm all over casey i think the world is all over casey i don't understand it i don't get the line i understand detroit is is unbeaten but let's settle down guys they, they should have lost every they game sh- they played yes so yes they sh- they got the Two tie yeah absolutely like the chargers worked them and they yeah. won that game they won philly that worked game. them they won that game like yeah. all the mistakes that philly and the chargers make are mistakes that kansas city doesn't make. doesn't make yeah absolutely you're right and yeah there's just nothing bet, to say just bet under first quarter and over second quarter and you'll be fine <laughs> and you'll be fine yeah. yeah yeah this is this is the same thing we talked about with the chiefs just not getting the ton of respect i don't know what vegas's deal is with the chiefs like they're just forgetting i don't get it 
maybe maybe there's maybe whatever algorithm that they're, they're running just loves the lions a lot and so far so good sure but i mean even stafford he's gonna play but he's i saw he popped up the injury report today too questionable that the could hip. be fake news yeah tom it, brady's on the injury report by the way yeah he's always on the he's been on the injury report for 15 years but um yeah i'm gonna go back to galladay and marvin jones is interesting i can't get behind hawkinson anymore i think that hawkinson like hawkinson has three touchdowns called back the past two weeks it's a good point like they it's not like they're not it just he has no floor right but like he's not gonna have the six for 80 no touchdown yeah. game. it's probably gonna be like three for 30 and two touchdowns is his and they want to run but like you say that with every team you want to run and keep Mahomes out the field and then he throws a touchdown two passes and they have no choice yeah. right but i think carrion could have a, a much better game kansas city's a little bit easier to run on than the eagles and i was encouraged that he had 21 touches and he got all those got all he's the getting all there. of it now for yeah. sure there's no question uh damian williams is out for the chiefs so we're gonna get Daryl Williams and LaShawn, yeah. I think LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, he, he posts, he's trending towards playing. He posts on Instagram immediately after the game. He'll be back, he'll be back next week. Hashtag ring chasing. Hashtag 12K chasing. I have them back to back in my rankings. I think it's like a split. I don't think McCoy is healthy enough just to turn the keys over to him. I think they want to limit what he's up to. Now, indoors, it's a bit of a different story because of the wet field conditions last week. That's how he turned his ankle again. Yes. Uh, that's, not, that's not on the table this week but he's been limited yeah like i would say that he probably gets like 65 35 yeah to williams i mean and maybe I, they'll use darwin thompson i don't know like yeah, you don't know i would play mccoy yes and that i would play williams as a flex to be perfectly honest Same. with you yeah i was just, gonna say that enough points yeah exactly just get a piece of the offense i mean so i spent so much money in one of my leagues on demarcus robinson do i, I understand tyreek hill's coming back like just i want a piece of this offense while hill is not around and and who knows if Hill's going to be able to stay healthy or Sammy. So just get a piece of the offense. I wouldn't play him in DK, but I'd play him as flex. I would play LaShawn McCoy on DraftKings, though, because I think people are worried. Played him last week, too. His ownership was completely low. The reports before, like, he wasn't yeah, he's gonna, not starting. that yeah. he's not starting was enough for nobody to play him. And for people to put him down the rankings, it's it's like we've said all year about Damian Williams. He only needs 10 to 12 touches in this offense to be good. The same goes for everybody else in, in that backfield. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rashad Penny is now listed as questionable. I believe he got in limited work on Friday. There wasn't like a big report. He was just listed as questionable. I have him out of my rankings right now, but where this is a 4 o'clock game, I actually did move Chris Carson down because it's going to be in, unless we find out Saturday or Sunday that he's definitely playing or he's definitely out, I think you have to veer on the side of caution with Chris Carson solely because... If Penny plays, it's going to hurt his stock. But if Penny doesn't play, he actually has a ton of upside in this game. A ton of upside. I'm very interested in him. I want Penny to go away. Even if Penny does play, I still think I'll take some DraftKings shots on him. I will play him anyways in my lineups, good, knowing where I drafted good him. Good way to use the late swap, too. Great way, yes, to, to use a late swap. It's a good call. And it's just such a good matchup. And my thing is, like, I understand that he's one fumble away from being absolutely done. I get it. Pete Carroll has said that they do believe in him. He never had any fumble issues before, even in college. Like, he just never had them. I don't know what's going on with him, but I feel like he knows that this is it like he knows like I better show up this week in a very easy matchup against Arizona and let's run the ball hold on to the rock I think he's gonna get a legit opportunity and that just makes me want to play him but I I get the fear if he does have another fumble Pat that's it he's probably done he's probably done yeah and they're looking for another back they lost that game last week because of him and and some special team stuff yeah they did. They did, yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't fumble where he fumbles, like he continues to get reps and play, they were 
bringing a process to run into, like Paul said, and before we got on here, into a box. <laughs> like it just wasn't working. And, and Russell Wilson obviously had to call his own number. That's what you like if you're a Wilson owner. My goodness, he threw the ball 50 times and ran a couple in. There's no run game. He's going to just take matters into his own hands. Chris Carson destroyed my over 16 and a half carry prop despite having oh, 11 yeah, after like... What did he seven, end up with, 15? I think he had 14. But he had 11 after yeah. just over the first quarter. I was he like, was, oh, here we Yeah, he was on easy, his way. Easy money. Yeah, he was on his way. And this is what they did last year. He was top five in carries. He was the goal line back. He's just having issues hanging on the ball. But I think this is... This is a get-right game for him. And I honestly feel like because it's Arizona, they'll give him an opportunity to... Like, if he fumbles, it probably won't be the end of the game, but it'll be the end to him. Well, the one thing that Arizona does more than any other team is put eight in the box to stop running backs. I don't know why they do that exactly, but... That's why everyone's passing on them? Yeah, that's what you do, apparently. (laughs) Okay. Um, Terry McLaurin, scoring McLaurin, which is one that's never really chucked out there, by the way. Nice, I like that one. I I had uh, Terry Cherry as well, because he's always on top. Terry Cherry... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can have bop, bopping the cherry. He's please. actually really good. Uh, he should play on Sunday, but he popped up with a hamstring problem and initially like, end of the world. Yeah. He's not going to play, but he might not be 100%. Like, if you wanted to go to P. Rich. And I even, wanted to Trey anyways. Quinn, for that matter. But, like, this might actually hurt McLaurin's ownership. He's scoring McLaurin. He's yeah. only 4500 bucks on DK. Like, almost like if hilton plays roll the dice and take your shot i do the same i would do the same too yeah especially because i feel like if he isn't close to going you would think washington as with like a rookie wide receiver i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i do want to give him the benefit of the doubt that like they'll just sit him out but if he is active i will play him because he is that good dude set an nfl record for his first three games like what he's done he's been he's been phenomenal and i can't find like a very logical person in this range to actually go to off of him like if you if you had let's say you had built a DraftKings yeah, lineup yeah, that's an ugly and you had score and mclaurin in at 4500 bucks like do you go to fuller yeah I, that was where i was gonna go fuller or do you just drop like I mean, all the way down to richardson you could go all the way down to richardson you could go to Keyshawn johnson at 3200 bucks we'll talk about this in a second but like dontrell inman at yeah thousand in, dollars inman, inman is actually probably the probably the play i mean fuller's gonna have one of those games and he hasn't had it yet you know he's gonna have the, one of those the games. air yards are there yeah so i i'm actually kind of interested in him this week because i want to get on him now before it's you know when he has a blow-up game i'm not going to be playing him next week well you could get up to dk metcalf as well who i think is super yes. interesting this week because if you look at Much the ownership uh russell wilson's gonna be the highest owned quarterback will disley's gonna be the highest owned tight end at least projected wise and tower lockett is going to be the second highest owned wide receiver on the DraftKings main slate the one guy that's not being mentioned or used is dk metcalf yeah so if you don't use those other guys use metcalf and just try to box everyone out and hopefully he has the huge game yeah and metcalf had i mean Lattimore was on him for most of that game last week and what i've noticed from russell wilson over the past you know his first two games is metcalf is his guy take a shot yeah and it would have been mike williams but mike williams is out. right williams is out so i mean and ramsey might not play for the jags either so either sutton or sanders could get themselves open here i'd like sanders i'm interested in sanders He's dealing with something as well, which maybe makes me think that he's an old man, a little lower than normal. I don't think he's an Achilles, which is positive, but I I do like him. No, Ramsey is is pretty solid. He kind of down game last week, too. So, yeah, Metcalf is is very, very interesting. It's a great pivot because, you man, everyone's are you going to play Lockett and Wilson? Like almost to the point now where like and I know that Disley is going to be extremely. No, like I, I probably won't. I wouldn't encourage a lot of people not to do that, but like I'm not. I don't enter the millionaire maker to try to double my money. Right. So if I know that 
a combined 20% of the field is going to have these three guys, I mean, most of the time I'm going to lose. They're, they're the right plays. Yeah. But if they don't hit and my people hit, at least I create a path where I can try to win a million bucks. Yeah. But that's how I'm like, I'm not concerned about getting yeah. my money back. Yeah. I think like that if, path is, is kind of pivoting and going with Metcalf. Yeah, I, I, Metcalf is the, probably the guy that I would use. Oh, that was really hard. You can get away from Russell Wilson because there's so many good quarterbacks. Yes. You can get away from Lockett because there's so many good wide receivers even around him. But there's no other good cheap tight ends no, besides Disley. Yeah, you're right. And I probably will just lock in Disley. I'd like just use Waller. Yeah, sure. Nothing wrong with him. He's, he's in between Ingram and Disley. Yeah, like there's absolutely nothing seven. wrong with him. I like Waller and Ingram the most this week. But, yeah, I mean, the matchup's there. It's a copycat league. Everybody is lighting up the the Cardinals with the tight ends. And, you know, they trade Nick Vanette. Like, it's just everything is just suiting up and real they, nice for him. They signed uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah. Richie Tenenbaum. He's back. He's back with his boy. Yeah. So, so McLaurin with the hamstring should play. Chris Godwin, his hip, should also end up playing. Uh, in a bad matchup against the Rams. I've knocked them down both a bit, just because I don't know if they're going to be 100% or not. They're still, like, starts, but they're not, like, great starts. Yeah. I do worry about this for Evans, though. Like, I would almost prefer Godwin be healthy in this matchup. He might get more volume because of it, but you can put a whole lot of coverage on him if you know that Chris Godwin's all gimpy on the other side of the field. It might be an O.J. Howard game. That's interesting. It might be an O.J. Howard game. The Rams dial up so much pressure. They're so good at getting after the quarterback. I mean, they knocked out Breeze a couple weeks ago. Last week, they were they were pretty, you know, obviously Cleveland's line is not good, but they were all over Baker, and they're going to be all over this week offensive line in Tampa too. So I'm a little bit worried about Evans as well. I, you know, I am interested in O.J. Howard. It's another pivot. Yeah, potentially so. Yeah, I hadn't really considered him all that much. I just kind of wanted to avoid the Bucks in general because, like you mentioned, yeah. bottom five offensive line and giving up sacks already, and they really it's haven't. It's not good, yeah. I like the Rams a lot this week. Rams D is, yeah. is nice. Yeah, real nice. And Siege hated them, so that means you should probably go to them. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Edelman, like all the other white receivers except for Danny Amendola, is, looks like he's going to play. It looks like Josh Gordon is going to play. Yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary appears like he's going to be in as well. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to play. Like, he wasn't playing a major role anyway. No. So it was a um, limited role. I think this is going to be an offensive struggle for both teams this week. I agree. Like unless you're desperately in a pinch, I would play Gore over. Yeah. Not that I want to play Gore, but right. I would play. I'd Gore. play like Dorsett, but I don't expect like a whole lot. James White is the guy you want. James to play White to. is the guy. I mean, Burkhead is certainly trending up, but James White is now, the he's guy. He's back now. Though. Yeah, but I mean, he's trending up. And Michelle's turning down. Yeah, I don't think any of those affect James White, though. Like, no, especially White, in this has, game, White has a role. Especially in this game where they're going to have to get the ball out quickly. That's, that spells James it's White. It's a White and Edelman game. Those guys are going to combine for 15 catches. Uh, Mark Andrews looks like he's going to be good to go uh, with his foot injury. Ido Smith uh, shed his non-contact jersey. But I don't know if he's actually passed concussion protocol yet. So keep an eye on him. It's not so much that if Ido Smith plays, play Ido Smith. It's if Ido Smith plays, do not play Devonta Freeman. Right. Yeah, Freeman looked a little bit better last yeah, week. He also had 90% of the snaps, which is not going to happen if Smith is active. Right. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. I'm not interested in Freeman anyways, but he is he's getting to the point now on DraftKings where you almost take shots on him, though. Like 5K range? I just don't think he's good. That's fair. <laughs> like, yeah, it's completely fair. I think Jacobs is good, so yes. I would I would roll the dice on Jacobs. I think yeah. Freeman is actively bad, so I just don't want to use him. Yeah, I mean Jordan Howard's actively bad, and he scores fantasy points, so you never know. Yeah, I mean it's all about the offensive line. Uh, you know, Philly's got a better one than than Atlanta. Yeah, and it seems like they do want to run. Yeah, they do. They uh, do. The other injuries: uh, Vance McDonald is in a shoulder sling right now. Ooh, that's not good. That's He didn't practice on Friday, but that doesn't make that much of a difference. 
because they play on Monday night. So it's about Saturday practice with Vance McDonald. Just how about this? Don't play Vance McDonald. Agreed. They Look just, for they just traded else. for Nick Vanette. Don't play him either. Just find someone else. Yeah, find somebody else. Find another tight end. I mean, I don't even know what I'm sure Disley's owned now. He is owned now, yeah. Yeah. Like, but that was probably the move. Like Vance was in a sling on Monday. Yeah. Is if Reed they, playing? Is he No, Reed is ruled out. So I mean you could do Davis if you wanted to. Yeah, Davis is still a it's not great. No, it's not great, it's but fine. you're just trying to plug a hole. Yeah. When you're looking for new furniture, there's a lot to consider, like how you're going to get it into the door or up the stairs, or how you'll inevitably move it. But thanks to Burrow, you don't have to stress about any of that. Burrow makes simple, adaptable, easy-to-move furniture that can be assembled and disassembled in just a few minutes. Plus, it ships to your door fast and free. Burrow's clever design means it's easy to set up, easy to move, and easy to add or remove seats if needed. Burrow sofas feature naturally starch and stain-resistant fabric, sturdy hardwood frames, and soft, non-toxic foam cushions. There's even a built-in USB charger. Fantastic. Burrow is totally customizable, so you can pick one of five fabric colors, three leg finishes, two armrest styles, any length, and you can even add a chaise lounge or an ottoman. Plus, they just launched the Nomad Leather Collection featuring the same convenient design now with the option of top-grain Italian leather upholstery. At Burrow, one-week shipping is always free, and they stand by their furniture with a risk-free 30-day return period. Give your living room the upgrade it deserves with a Burrow sofa. Get $75 off a new sofa and free one-week shipping by visiting burrow.com slash PME. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash PME for $75 off a new sofa. So guys that are out, Traquan's going to be out again. Uh, Saquon's obviously out. Alan Hearns after getting rocked last week. Yeah, did he ever. He out. Uh, Michael Gallup's probably going to miss another couple weeks. What do you think about going back to Devin Smith this week? No one has interest yeah, in him anymore. Now I'm more interested in him. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how I roll when I play DFS. Like, yeah, the sleeper that didn't pan out last yeah. week, just go to that guy. Again his, his ownership in one of my tournaments is actually higher than Nelson Aguilar's. Like, it seemed like everybody was just off of Aguilar. That, that was our Smith. private league, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Our 10-person uh, league because we yeah. were all watching the show getting all fired up for Devin Smith. Hey, he covered his receiving over on one catch because yeah, that's he, what he'll do. Yeah, that is, Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. I like I like the, the Cowboys. I know like people I, are trying to make love, excuses for too. the Saints. Like, I don't care that they beat up on brutal teams. Like They're rolling right now, and they have a complete team with a capable quarterback. Well, yeah, well one of the biggest things to look at, like – I, I did this for my SNY head, I think, but let's live in a world where last week the Saints lose yeah. to the four, to the uh, Seahawks. Yeah. Like a close game. It was like 24-20 or What's something. What's that spread? What's the spread in this game now? Yeah, Dallas I, minus five? I thought, yeah, four and a half. I, I had the exact same question for Beller and on the show that I did with The Athletic. I said, what is this spread if the same thing that you said, yeah, if and the Saints lost? They, they returned a punt for a touchdown. They picked up a fumble and returned it for right? a touchdown. Like Seattle gave that game away. Absolutely. And Teddy Bridgewater so far this year is averaging six yards per passing attempt. Dak is averaging 10. That's second in football behind Patrick Mahomes. And you're right. And they're they, throwing a lot. They're throwing a ton. But yeah. like, you're right that they haven't played anyone. Yeah. And maybe they don't, they're they not as good as they looked, and we can be completely off base. I locked in Dallas as my super lock this week. Like, yeah. I love them. I, I think same. they're going to curb stomp them. I think that they win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I think they come out and they do lean a little bit more on on Zeke, but it doesn't matter. Like they just have, they're just good. I just, and they Teddy just Bridge, really are good. Almost like Devonta Freeman, Teddy Bridgewater might be actively bad. 
Yes. Bridgewater is not great. He's not a great quarterback. I know Peyton's had a couple weeks now to prepare with him. Like, it's not like they're just throwing him into the fire. But, yeah, like I said, he's going to have to take some shots downfield because Dallas is going to score some points. They just are. So it's a good call. Like, if you think a Lattimore is going to be on Amari Cooper and there's no Gallup again. Yeah, Devin Smith, captain in showdown. Yeah, and and what could be – it could we could see fifty points in that game. Just Dallas just needs to sell out to stop Camara. Yes, and which is easier said than done. It is, but you sell out to stop him. We have nine catches then, last week. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's only Michael Thomas who can beat you. Yeah, come on, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, Dallas can play with the Saints. I watched the game last year. It was a Vander Esch? He was all over Camara. Um, they have the personnel, and they, they can do even bring in personnel. Sean Lee to spell Vanderesh if they need to to keep someone fresh. They're probably the most sound defense, the sound team in the league, other than the Patriots, the Bills. Well, they don't have the offense. No. I just mean not oh, the defense. I, over, I yeah, defense. Overall, I would go New England and then Dallas probably. I mean, Casey's offense is legit, but I don't like their yeah, defense. Yeah, it's like the Bills and Bears have good defenses, but yeah, Oh, yeah. I mean, if you just give them a little bit of a offensive. If they could just score. Although, although, if Chicago could score 20 points. A game, and not even 20. If they could score 14, you know who scores points? The Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Until they get ahead, then they don't, they legit don't know what to do when they're winning. They really don't know like they're what gr- they they're do great they're in game neutral situations. Yeah, and or coming from losing. behind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as soon, last week, to jump out to the lead, like they were playing, like, oh, we need to go out and score a point. They scored a bunch of points yeah. right away. I don't know what that's all about. Like, they, they get so conservative. Like, their, their only play calls on first and second down when they're like up by 14 points is run up the middle for Frank Gore for one yard. That's it. And they just stall. Like they're at, like you're going to have to embrace because that game did turn when Allen threw that pick. Yeah. And then Cincinnati was able to come back, but you're going to have to live and die by that. Yeah. Like your offense can be good with Josh Allen being mobile and doing crazy things. Just yeah. teach him how to throw the ball out of fucking bounds every once in a while. <laughs> like Rogers did it last night, like a couple of times, like, and I know it didn't end up working out for them, but yeah, just don't throw the pick. Yeah. Don't don't throw the crossbody pick because you know you have the arm strength to do it. Sometimes the most sensible thing is just to throw it away and take another shot next time. That's why I like New England's defense a lot this week because Allen's got a couple fumbles, he had a couple picks. I feel like they're going to be able to lock down John Brown. I, I feel like it's just going to be all could Beasley. Be yeah, Beasley. I saw him on the list. Earlier, I was going to bring him up. He's, he's too expensive, though. He's t- he is too expensive, but I feel like he – like, what did he do last six, seven catches? Like, that's probably what he's going to do this week. Like, because Brown is going to get shot down. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they haven't given up anything in months. So, Traquan ruled out, Saquon ruled out. You in or out on Gallman. Would you play Gurley or Gallman this week? I would play Gurley. I would play Gurley. I think I have them – I think I have Gallman one spot ahead of him. Gurley kind of stinks. Well, he kind of stinks because he's not catching the damn football. That, that's the thing. And Holy Gallman, crap. Gallman probably will. Yeah, be. he's had games a couple years ago when Barkley wasn't a thing. He's he had a couple. I was going back and looking at the game log. He had some catch games. Yeah, he just not even get. He's not even getting the targets. Gurley. I saw last year it was ten of thirteen games. He had at least three catches. He's got four, four through three. He's not even getting targets. But I would play Gurley, um, like in a season long league, if that's I, what the question I, I'm was. I'm playing Gallman. Yeah, I mean. You playing Gallman on? I draft. think you play Gallman too. He's just a guy, but he could fall in the end zone yeah. where you get 15 touches. Or pick up like five catches for 25 years. Would, yeah. would you play Gallman on DraftKings? He's like 4,600, I think. Yeah, I would. He's probably the best of the lower price guys. Although James White is right there, I might just take a shot on James White. Yeah, and that Rangers more upside, I think, with James White. Um, I don't know if there's more. I think maybe, there is. Yeah. I think there slightly is because like if the Patriots come out and tune the bill, like I picked the Bills to cover the seven. Yeah, but I'm not going to be super stunned if the Patriots win 30 to nothing. Yeah, I, I, it feels like a 24-10 game or I feel like it's 17-21-14 or something. 
13, 13, yeah. 10, is, I, 10 to 3, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, there was, I think last year when they played in Buffalo, it was like a 7-3 game and a half or a 7 nothing game and a half. Like, like yeah, Brady owns the Bills, but... This this Bills defense is for real. It though. is And for the Patriots' real. O-line is bang the fuck out. And McDermott has had some success against Brady in the past, too. So, yeah. Demir Bird is out with a hamstring injury. Our boy. Yeah. Didn't come through for me last week. He was the, he was the last leg of the parlay I needed to hit, and he didn't hit. I tried him out, too. Um, I mean, it all came down to that one passing play where Murray threw that interception. I forget who the DB is. and got up like eight feet into the air. I know. Bird catches that. He hits it's, his over. He, he could be gone down e- the field. Easily. Yeah, he's a burner. So he's out this week, That and they cut Michael Crabtree as well. So that leaves Keyshawn Johnson, the other Keyshawn Johnson, yeah. Trent Sherfield, and Andy Isabella. So... Keyshawn was playing like 42% of the snaps anyway. Without Crabtree around, mm-hmm. I would have expected his number to go up around 80 to begin with. Now, without Bird, who was playing like 95% of the snaps, right. one of these other guys is going to get into the mix too. So just kind of pay attention to beat reports. I don't. Sherfield has been playing more, but Andy Isabella is just super fast. Just super fast. They might yeah. split, but like Keyshawn like Johnson, 3,200 bucks. Like that's a real play yeah. this week because Seattle gives up a ton of points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To wide receivers. Tons. Look at John Ross in week one. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And week one was a was his first game. Keyshawn, obviously. I think he had like 12 targets. I yeah. know that game went into overtime. There's a lot of plays, but this has the potential for, you know, 90 plus plays as well. Thursday night football, your Philadelphia Eagles should have lost, but they did not. Yeah. I thought they played well. They played they okay. should have lost. I mean, Green Bay should have tied it. I mean, they're going to lose. Green Bay should have won that game. They went yeah. four and out from the one yard line, yeah, I mean, and then got back down there again and threw a pick. It reminded me a lot like Cleveland the other night against the Rams. Like, I don't think they should have won that game, but they should have got in the end zone there when they had five, play, four plays from the four or from the five or whatever it was, and they didn't try to run the ball once. So it was just so confusing halfway through that game, especially in the third quarter, to see them hand the ball off to Aaron Jones and run into a pile, run into a pile on first down, second down. Like, what are they doing? Why aren't they throwing well, on this defense no, no, that, that can't stop anybody? Matt LaFleur comes from Tennessee, and that's the Tennessee playbook. I know. Run on first and second down, then we'll figure it out. But no, they actively put themselves into bad situations. Yes. From like the beginning of the second quarter through the third quarter. By, by trying to run on yeah. Philadelphia. Why? And, and then all of a sudden they start throwing passes to Aaron Jones, picking up 12 yards a clip. Exactly. Like it was, it was really frustrating to see just these coaches kind of just like – overthink themselves like when when it's working like what are you doing like nobody in that eagle secondary can stop anybody like they haven't been able to do this for two years now everybody has monster games it was so obvious that Devonte adams is going to be able to have a monster he was like wide open with every throw yeah, too like, like what are you guys doing they, they triple, he's wide open they triple covered him at one point and he was still and he wide was open. still wide open so like yeah it was they, like, sure the eagles got away with one but it, it is puzzling not to see them Try to run that ball at the end, like, once. Like, try to run. You got four plays. Adams is not on the field. They got... Run the ball. It's you get it's too cute syndrome. Like, the, the whole premise behind this is, at one point of the game, the Packers were averaging, and this was well into the fourth quarter, 16 yards per passing play and two yards per rushing yes. play. But people get, get it conflated that, like, we always want teams to pass more. Passing is more successful. However, in short yardage situation around the goal line, the best thing you can actually do to either score a touchdown or get a short yardage first down yeah. is a QB sneak, which yeah. just apparently people don't do anymore, right. except for Brady and Breeze who do it to a and Wentz as Wentz well. Too, yeah. They just yeah. lean over the pile and get it. Yeah, it, or a nice little slant. That's, I mean, that's what Rogers tried. So they tried it was very Russell Wilson like yeah. in the Super Bowl, but. 
in, in like second and two, second and goal from like the two yard line and one from the one yard line, just spread people out and fucking run the ball. Yeah. Do it four times. It's going to work. It's going to work at least once and it'll probably work on the first try. Well, they had what, four, four opportunities because before that they had another chance and they went for and they turned it over on downs at yep. the one. So like they had. Yeah. They w- and they've passed on all four. Yeah, one of them was like I mean. a like, read option with Rogers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sneak it. You're right there. Just put the ball over. I know Rodgers' face on that play, too, was was priceless. Yeah, so they had eight opportunities within the five. Well, six, because they ended up throwing the pick. Was that on third? Or that second? was on second. Was that on second? Okay, so they had six, but they didn't try to run the ball once or sneak it once. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what it is with the quarterback sneak. I, I was actually, last night, like, we had a thread going. I was talking to my friends about it. And Cust actually brought up the point, like, teams don't want to risk their quarterback getting injured on a quarterback sneak. They want to limit the damage. And I get that part of it. But, like, who gets hurt on a quarterback sneak? I've never. It's the lowest impact yeah. hit you're going to take in football. Right. Yeah. You're not getting a ton of guys. You're not getting safeties moving up to the line and really, like, hammering them. It's yeah, just well, it's a not like it goes, hit. boom. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Like, well, someone you, might fall on you awkwardly. Did you see Case Keenum last week try to do the over the top? Like, does he not know the rules? Like, it's not like you're on the goal line to put the ball over the top. Like, yeah, it can be swatted He wouldn't out. have gotten it. Like, yeah, and he didn't. He lost the ball. So, I, yeah, I think some – it's it's very – underrated it's an underrated move that teams don't well the biggest thing the the problem is when teams actually do try to run it in that circumstance is they play like bunch formation they play 12 packages and bring in the biggest guys possible that's not it's not that that's not going to help because those guys are obviously are better blockers they give you a size advantage on offense you know what it creates an easier path for a quarterback sneak or running up the middle getting guys out of the box go fucking four wide yeah just take people and listen if people don't want to cover the receivers then just throw it to them because they're wide open for like sure it's very sensible yeah when you think about it like it just i saw a video of and the... it, a lot of it is like retroactive like oh it didn't work out so now we need to criticize it but yeah. this is something that i mean i read about it just it something that we always kind of knew but warren sharp really laid it out well in his like preseason book about you know the two best things that you can really do on offense to make your team successful and it's basically the two things the saints and patriots do throw to your running backs on first down instead of running the ball and then run the ball on short yardage situations because it's super effective oh yeah i mean warren sharp you know him he's a great he's a great follow i he he busts these numbers out all the time about like how like the percentages of running the ball on first down and throwing the ball on first down and it's like it's significant like it's a massive difference you just throw the ball on first down so i and do it off play action do it off play action and you don't need to run to set up play action people just bite on it yeah people bite on it again like there's just it was it was very puzzling lafleur is is somebody that we pick on a lot and for freddie kitchens this came out later on too like that fourth and nine it looked like baker called an audible at the line really yeah there's there's a video i'll tweet it out if anybody wants to see i'll tweet it out after um it was a video of baker you can see he was changing the play at the line and all the offensive linemen like looking at each other. And that's like kind of like the tell sign, like Mm. the plays, like they're all like turning their head and talking. And then you can see after the run on the side, you see Freddie Kitchens kind of like throw his towel up. Like, what was that? Like, so like, and and Kitchens took the heat. That's he took the heat. I've kind of changed my tune a little bit on it because after the game, I was like, what are you doing? This loser. (laughs) He's just like chewing his gum so loud. And he's like, it was just a bad call. It was just a bad play. Well, what did what'd you try to do with that play? Like, it was just about a play. So, like, maybe he's, yeah, he, it seemed like now, after seeing that video, that Baker 
which, called an audible. Which doesn't surprise me because the guy took so many hits in that fucking game, he probably contracted <laughs> CTE. Yeah, and um, Chubb ran the wrong way too. Like he, the lineman went that way, and he was kind of going the other way. So, and I, so again, I think Baker called that audible, and Kitchens was just taking the heat for him. So. I take all the negative talk that I had back. Not all, Not all of, it, of it. Some of it that I had towards Kitchens because I was cursing him out like LaFleur last night. Like, what are you doing? Interesting. Yeah. So from that game last night, um, Jamal Williams gets hurt, although he posted mm. on Instagram that he's Gucci, cool. which I have no fucking idea what that means. But he said, the only thing hurting right now is my pride for not being able to finish the game. So it looks like he's going to be okay. Oh, well, that's good, because it didn't look like he was going to be okay. No, but apparently he's fine. So he's w- Gucci. Welcome, welcome back. He's Gucci. Welcome back to Splitsville between him and Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adams said he has turf toe, but then you read a report that said he's okay. If he actually has turf toe, he's going to miss at least three weeks. Yeah, I read a report that said the, that the Packers think that it's not as serious. But yeah, if he has turf toe, I mean, it's definitely three weeks. I mean, AJ or more. Green, or more. I would assume more, actually. Like three would be best case scenario, I think. I mean, AJ or um, Julio, was it Julio or AJ? AJ had a Last year, year before, year I mean, before AJ's always popping ago. up. Yeah, he, he has missed, everything. Yeah, he missed. He missed. Well, his season was done. He tried to come back. Right, he missed a few few yeah. weeks, and he tried to come back, and then that was it. I think he, he came heard back it in like week fifteen, and then re-aggravated. Re-aggravated, and he was done. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And and MVS came out of there, but I I would assume that him and Geronimo are going to get a lot of play over or, these next couple weeks. Who would you rather have? I think maybe Geronimo. I, if you would ask me last week, I would have said MVS. But it's every single week, like one of them's good, one of them's yeah. bad. And at least they should have a modicum of consistency now. I think yeah. I would take the upside of MVS. MVS? Yeah. It's Just on a yardage right. basis. I think that probably. It's probably the right call. Geronimo might end up scoring more touchdowns. Like he's the red zone three guy. or something. Yes, he's the red zone guy. There was a play last night also, I noticed. Stop throwing to Jimmy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I know he caught a touchdown, but he also dropped three. Yeah, he he had a couple drops. Why did he go up for one hand? Like, why couldn't he just Because he two? used to play basketball, Meanie. Did you see him? He only needs to catch one him in one hand. And he, like, tried to cradle with his elbow and, like, bring it down so, like, slick. It's like, dude, you had that. But there was a play in the game when, when everybody was healthy. Adams, MBS wasn't in the red zone packages. It was two back-to-back plays. He wasn't in there as Geronimo. And obviously, he's got, what, two red zone touchdowns now? And they were playing the 12 package with Lewis and Graham both on the field at the same time. And then that other tight end, who I'd never heard of before, <laughs> popped up. Yeah, me neither. I don't even remember what his name is. It wasn't the laser guy. It was someone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just really down guys here. Yeah. So both of those guys now are going to be are gonna be in play. Yeah. Probably both top 35 plays. Yeah. I would, I, say. I would say MVS is probably the better play. But yeah. He's Geronimo's the more available option between the two. We'll, we'll check it on the waiver wire show. Week yeah. five, yeah. Monday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Good call. Um, two other things here. Well, one, and they kind of both bake into each other. The Eagles going for two when they did. I thought it was like the smartest thing in the world. Then I was like, usually like I was watching it. And I was like, this is super sharp. Yeah to try to get up by two scores here. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, if you just kick a field goal or if you kick the extra point, you'll go up by eight points, then you force Green Bay to get a two if they ever want to come back. It's like, yeah, but that's still only a one-score game. Right. You can make this out of reach right now for the time being, that yeah. they would have to score, physically score, come down the field and score twice, yeah. whether it be touchdown, field goal, touchdown, two, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, 
Green Bay had already shown you that they're not going for two. Right. That they'll just tie it either way. Yeah. So I don't see where the downside lies. No, I loved it too. I, I didn't really see anybody complaining. It made a whole lot of sense when it when, when they were doing it. I said, yeah, you know, this makes a lot of sense. And it's it's not surprising. I love the stones that Doug Peterson has, man. Like he just goes for it all the time. Even in situations where you would think the game is halfway through the game, you're on your own 45 and it's fourth and three. There's so much time left. You're down by nine to 10 points. Just kick it away. Like, what are you doing? He goes for it yeah, because we, he's confident in his team that he's going to get it over 60% of the time. Yeah. yeah. Too many teams are kicking it away and playing conservative. And and they just, they haven't. You saw in the Super Bowl, it wasn't, everyone saw that firsthand at Philly Special, but he had done that all year. Like, not that play, a trick play on fourth and goal, but he had gone for it and gone for two. And, and it makes a lot of sense to your point. You just brought it up. Yeah, instead of being up seven, or eight, you're Instead up of being nine. Up eight, you're yeah, up you're nine. up nine. And the whole thing about being up seven is, like I said, Green Bay's not going yeah. for two. They're just going to kick an extra point. And, and they'll Bal- tie you. Baltimore did something similar. Well, this this is what I wanted to crack down on because this yeah. is how the conversation ended up coming up when I was talking to a few of my friends. That I was because we were talking like, is Green Bay going to go for two here? And one of my friends said they should go for two. Yeah. Why not? And I yeah. th- I actually agree with you. Someone yeah. else said, well, it's too early in the game. It's like, why is it too early in the game? Yeah. Either you get it or you don't get it, and then at least you know where you stand. Yeah. And then someone had brought up the Baltimore thing. It's like, well, if Baltimore hadn't gone for two every time, they would have been within three points. Like, yeah, but they also scored a fucking touchdown with two minutes left yeah. to get within five points, like, to get yeah. within a chance to get within three points. Like, that right. game wasn't in reach. Yeah, and Harbaugh like, said it and perfectly. And Harbaugh went, went for fourth down in his own end. Why? Because you need to score points to keep... You know, if it was against the Jets, yeah. it's a bad idea. Yeah, but he basically to, said that. You have to know your opponent. That's a part of this. Like, not everything, like... A lot of people like to look at analytics like it's one way, because the percentages say this, you have to do this. Understanding your opponent mm-hmm. is the biggest part of that. Oh, you have sure. to know what the situation is to know if, like... If Green Bay's run defense wasn't so shitty, maybe you don't run against them. Maybe you pass against them. Even on that Alshon play, not only was he pass interfered with, he actually just dropped it. Yeah, he did. (laughs) So they called the right play. That happened to Cam last year. I remember arguing with Cust about it. Like, well, because they didn't get it. There's a lot of retroactive commentary on getting two points and not getting two points, but you're looking at one play. It's a very small sample. And yes, you will be judged on that. But Carolina went for it to win the game. I think it was against the Lions. Yeah, and it was the right play. And the guy just straight up dropped the ball. It was like the he right was play. wide open. That. It was in his hands and it like bounced off his chest and hit the yeah. guy like Cam Newton sucks. Terrible call. It's like, it was clearly the right call. Yeah, it was clearly the right call. And Harbaugh said that afterwards, basically what you said. Like he didn't call it the Jets, but he had said, Know your opponent. We're not here to tie this game. Right? If I would have kicked the extra points and we would have been marching down the field and got our touchdowns when we wanted to and our field goals, we would have been in this situation if we stopped Kansas City the rest of the way that we would have been going to overtime. I'm not here to tie the game. I'm here to win the game and set ourselves up, and I, you know it made a lot of sense. Plus, you're right. Like Kansas City's going to come back the other way, and they're going to score points, at least a field goal. So it, it, it all makes sense. And the same thing with, that, with the Philly special thing. You're playing the New England Patriots. You haven't been able to stop them once leading into halftime. Like, we're not going to settle for a field goal here. We're going to try to get a touchdown. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the whole Kingsbury thing. Like through the first few weeks, like he keeps settling kick, for field goals. He keeps kicking field goals from the one yard line. They may like, beat Baltimore. In I that know. Game. I know your defense isn't good, but at least if you turn it over on the one yard line, they have to start on the one yard line. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I'm surprised that teams don't go for it more from the one. And you're starting to see more teams go for two at the end when it's tied. Like Jacksonville, I like that play as well. When you have a back like Leonard Fournette from the two, like. 
I didn't work out, but I would I would do that it's, eight it, times out of ten. Also, put your QB under center. Yeah. In that situation, like don't run a draw yeah, play. It's very obvious. Like at least put Minshew for, for that play specifically. Put yeah. him under center. Yeah. To at least fake that he could sneak the ball. Yeah. And then you leave yourself open to everything. Like draw plays are just bad plays. Yeah, they are. They are bad plays. It was another like, play they last don't work, year too. They don't work in Madden. Why would they work in real life? <laughs> Have you ever seen a draw play work in Madden ever? No. 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 The computer uh, knows what's up. Yeah, they really do. Not often. You and I have had this conversation before. I think last year was at the the Tennessee game in London when they went for it as well, and they had Derrick Henry, and they just decided to throw like a fade in the end zone fade. to Tyler Sharp or something. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? TJ Sharp. Like, you have Henry. You're right there. You have the play. Like, good for you to go for it and get this win, but like, give it to the guy who nobody can tackle. Like, yeah. And like I said, spread people out, yeah. put your quarterback under center. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there are fewer people in the box to actually tackle this guy. So, all he actually has to do, yeah. I mean, if your offensive line does its job, he walks into the end zone. Yeah. And if there is a cluster, he has to beat one guy or overpacking. And he's a power back. Yeah. Like, I, I coaches know this. I just think that they they overthink themselves. Green Bay overthought what they should be doing around the goal. Yeah, line. they gave they gave that game up. They maybe, gave it maybe, away. Maybe they thought they would get like they wouldn't have to kick an extra point. They got a free two if they scored a touchdown fancier. <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Yeah, I know. It's again, it's the same. It reminded me last night. Reminded me of the Russell Wilson throw to whoever he tried to throw to instead of giving it to Lynch at the one. Let's jump into the DraftKings ownership here. Like I had mentioned before, fanshare.com. Go there, put in the code PME, get yourself a discount, and you'll have access to the best aggregated DraftKings ownership, DFS ownership across the board that you're going to find in the industry. They really do a great job over there. Uh, Running backs. Austin Eckler projects at like 30%. Marlon Mack after him, and then Christian McCaffrey would be the three highest owned guys. There are two one pivot in particular I'm really interested in this week. Maybe two. Derrick Henry is one of them. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's the other. Mm-hmm. I like Fournette a lot. People are just yeah. off him so much. We all saw Thursday night. He ran into well, every run was negative except for that one run. But what I'm encouraged, and I'm sure you are as well, the reason why is his usage in the passing game. This guy's catching balls. He's got two already, two games already with six catches. He plays 100% of the snaps. Yeah, that too. Eventually, he's just going to fall in the t- yeah. He's going to fall yeah, yeah. in the end zone for three touchdowns yeah. one of these weeks. Yeah. And d- hopefully, it appears in a week where he's 1% owned. And this could be the week. They're, in that range is very interesting. Mac is kind of in there. Carry-on's in there. He's he's fourth in ownership. Yeah, carry-on, um, so t- Jacobs, and Fournette. All in that in that range. I, I I'm probably honestly most interested in Fournette. I think a lot of people will be in on Mac. I think Jacobs will be lowly owned. Um, Jacobs is a bit cheaper. Like I J- think a lot of people will be on Henry though. Jacobs and White, I think from like the lower five K, upper four K, or where you want to go. Yeah. Now paying listen, paying up for Christian McCaffrey is not a bad idea. No, it's never very good idea. Yeah, it's Just, never it's never a bad. That idea. is t- cuss one piece of DraftKings advice that actually makes sense. He's like, if Christian McCaffrey is on the slate, I use him every time. Yeah. And it's a pretty good move. Because he plays all of the snaps. And he's great. And he's great. And, yeah, absolutely. The offense runs through him, especially without Cam there. Yeah, he had an unbelievable game last week. It was really good. He had the long run, but even without that long run, he was fine. Yeah, carry on's the one getting all the ownership. He's $5,400 from, like, down there. That I think you can go on to Jacobs at 51 or White at 49 Yeah. And hopefully you can mine the same sort of thing. That You've I'll- been able to run on Denver this year, too. Yeah. Like Jacobs ran on them. They've given up five rushing touchdowns. Denver's not good. Yeah, Denver's not good. Why are they favored? They opened up at three and a half, four. It's real sneaky. 
real sneaky. There's something up about that. Something really up with that. I mean, I'm on I'm on the Jags. They're I not know g- they're not great. They're not going to go on like winless at home. Like still playing in Denver, especially with Minshew, a rookie. Like they have no sacks. But this why year. did they open up at three and a half? Like why didn't they just know. get three? I don't know. Like it's three now. But like why did why was it three and a half? Like easily, I was sure if Jacksonville loses this game, I feel like it's by a field goal. <laughs> no, like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like Fournette, though. Wide receivers, the overwhelming chalk is Keenan Allen and Tyler Lockett. That makes you, a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. They're, they're super safe, both of those guys, especially Keenan Allen. If, yeah, say, if you had to use one of them, it, it would be, be Keenan Allen, right? I would use Keenan for sure. Keenan would be the guy. I, I'm, I'm probably honestly going to pivot off Lockett, whether it's a mistake or not. Like, if I'm playing cash, I'll play him. But in tournaments, uh, I'll probably pivot off of him like we talked about DK Metcalf. The other guy I'm interested at the top that I, you know, I already mentioned Hopkins is, is Julio. I mean, Julio's got a touch in every game. They're in a dome. Like, they're a much better team in Atlanta. Julio's just been... He's been really good this year. Like, if Julio didn't have any touchdowns, we'd be crying about Julio not getting any touchdowns. But nobody's even talking about Julio. He's got, what, four touchdowns in three games? You know the guy, the, the two pivots I liked from the top, you're going to go off Lockett and Allen. I think the Hopkins and Julio call are probably better calls than the two guys that I'm going to give you. But if you want to get, like, game breakers at super low ownership, no one's going to own Odell. Right. And at, at all nobody's gonna own either of them and baltimore secondary sucks you can pass them. yeah yeah and they give up we just saw them give up big plays and what does odell do he scores big play touchdowns the He's, other one sammy Watkins. everyone's owning tons of this game no one's owning sammy Watkins. i find that very strange as well yeah sammy is week two everybody wanted him they missed out on the week one week three was a little bit disappointing as well you get in on sammy Watkins. i'm with you on both of those guys sammy especially but i have no problem rolling out a baker and odell yeah i i, I wouldn't even play baker you could I, just play I, odell I just play odell yeah fine but um i think even and, and I don't want to play Landry, but I think both of those guys are going to be heavily targeted. Like, if you're worried about Landry in your season-long formats, I would actually play him, like, as a flex guy or something, a full-point PPR. He had the most targets he ever had last week. No Njoku. It's going to be tough for Chubb to establish the run against Agreed. that. Uh, they have like a good run defense. defense. Yeah. Like that, that, it's almost like the Rams receivers against Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. Tampa Bay not only has a bad pass defense, they have an exceptionally good run yeah. defense. I think that, Cleveland keeps this game close. So do I. So Keenan Lockett and Cooper Cup are the three highest projected owned, which means basically yeah. everyone else from above $6,000, I don't want to say is going unowned, but mm-hmm. they'll probably be single digits. Yeah. And some of them will like, have no ownership. Yeah. Like one guy like Woods. People are out on Woods. Woods and Diggs are interesting pivot plays. I would much prefer Woods. Me too, because I think I think this could be a game where Goff throws three to four touchdowns. And yeah, probably Cooper Cup is going to get a couple of them. We know. We know now. If you didn't know before, it's his favorite target. And with with Gurley not being productive inside the red zone and not catching passes, we saw it last week. Cup had two red zone catches for touchdowns. He's his guy, but. Cooks is the one that everyone goes to for like that explosiveness, but Woods is very interesting to me. Uh, Scoran McLaurin was initially projected as fourth, but with this injury, I think that might go down. Like, if his owner, like if he's going to continue to be chalky, there's probably no need to play him with a hamstring injury. But all, yeah. all of a sudden, like everyone bails yeah. and goes somewhere else, and that's why having the membership to FanShare Pro is like, oh, it's super helpful. FanShareSports.com, yeah. the FanShare Pro thing yeah. uh, from promo code PME, but. You'll be able to track that in real time to see, oh, he's going down. People are jumping off. Then all of a sudden you get like a 4% score in McLaurin. He starts doing some scoring. I was was interested in Paul Richardson. And and McLaurin is, he's the real deal. I really do feel like that. 
But for for Richardson, I was I was just thinking like, okay, like both defenses are awful. They're both one and two in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Like if if it is Richardson, if he does get some garbage time like he had last week, then nice. Like he's he's a little bit cheaper, but they're so cheap both of them. Yeah, and and what will probably be about fifty points scored in the game. Uh, QBs Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff projected one, two, three, but it's Wilson wow, who's projected. It's just after you get past Russell Wilson, it's, it's like super flat. Yeah. And even Russell Wilson's not going to be 20%. So I wouldn't really worry about ownership at quarterback. Tight end, Disley projected around 24%, Ingram around 20%, and then it's like Waller at 10% are your big three. It's funny, in this KC game, people are using Mahomes, people are using Robinson, people are using Hardman. They'll probably use Williams and Galladay. Kelsey and Watkins are the two no one wants to own, apparently. Very interested in Kelsey this week. Would you rather pay up as a pivot for Julio or pay up as a pivot for Kelsey? I would rather pay up for a pivot for Kelsey this week, yeah. because of what you said. And and I've noticed too, like people are a little sour on, on Kelsey, like draft him the first round. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's still been good tight every end. game. He's still a top four tight end fantasy wise. Yeah. He has been good every game. He just hasn't had that, that ceiling game yet. And this could be it against Detroit in a dome. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes never played there. So yeah, very interesting pivot. Both of those guys, like even Mahomes, like I, I don't feel like his ownership is high enough because everyone just tries to find so much value at the quarterback but, but, position. But there are some people that just go, they go, they, should. they log on to draft. It's, like, it's like the cusp theory with McCaffrey where he just plays McCaffrey. Some people just log on to DraftKings, press Patrick Mahomes and figure out the it's rest. It's pretty smart. It wins. Yes. It's, you're winning. We, we talk about like ownership and yeah. game theory. I mean, Play Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's just that simple. Mahomes, McCaffrey, and just play some losers and hope they go off. Yeah, and if they hit, then, I mean, if you, if you did that last week with Aguilar, another small, I don't know, another guy who hit that was, that was you know, a low price, but you were you had success, like 100%. Uh, the other, like, pivots that you could have, like, I talked about, like, Lamar Jackson is coming in with, like, very little ownership, and so is Mark Andrews because he's dealing with this foot injury, yet he expects to play. Put those two together. Yeah. Like you want to make a contrarian lineup that has a ton of upside? Those are the two guys. Yeah. Lamar's another one. Lamar's another one that I think he's gotten to the point in price where people don't want to pay for him. But like I said earlier, I think his his floor, what we saw last week is his floor. 20 points. Disley is $3,600. You know Ben Watson? He'll be back after this week. Go pick up Ben Watson. He's a good pickup. Everyone on the Patriots is banged up. The Lacostitude is not the answer. So if you want to pivot off Disley, let's say you just straight up don't want to play Walt Disley at $3,600. O.J. Howard's $3,900. Ebron is $4,000, who we talked about without T.Y. Hilton. He probably stands the most to gain. Vernon Davis is 34. Hawkinson's 33. I don't have word yet on uh, Tyler Higby, but I don't think that he's going to play again. That leaves Gerald Everett as 3,200 bucks. And then you get into the Darwin Knoxes yeah, of the world. Tough. Like you, you don't want Irv Smith. That's why Disley is really so intriguing because in all those guys that you just mentioned, like I do like OJ Howard. I think he has the high ceiling. I think he has a higher ceiling than than Ebron, especially if you know we're not going to. Yeah, I mean, Rudolph, absolutely not. Like, these guys, Hawkinson, sure, maybe. You just hope he gets in the end zone like you talked about. But in that range, like, Disley just stands out as the guy. Like, Ebron, I'm sure, could maybe get you a touchdown. But if Godwin's not going to be 100%, O.J. Howard, I think, has has a pretty decent ceiling, and at least he got some targets last week. This is true. So, uh, DSTs, there's only one that really stands out above the rest. Guess who it is? Chargers. The Chargers. The most expensive D, but they're only 3800 bucks. I talked about I like the Rams. Love the Rams. Uh, Siege kind of sold me on the Texans against Kyle Allen. 
Like this is a real defense he's going to yep, like a real pass be a rush much he's tougher. Yeah. And no one's playing them and their favorites at home. So I like that. Yep. And the Bills. I think no one's going to use the Bills because mm-hmm. no one wants to do anything against the Patriots. Right. But this is a very specific moment where with a banged up offensive line, two banged up receivers that the Bills defense could rattle Brady in this one. And we've seen Brady have, I mean, if you just played the Jets defense last week, you were looking good. <laughs> they scored two touchdowns. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Um, but, like, sacks could pile yeah, up in this game. Yeah, sacks could pile up in this game. Yeah, th- you and I are on the same page when it comes to the Bills defense. People are only now starting to respect them, I think. And maybe after this week, people will give them a little bit more credit because, like I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I really like New England's defense. You know, everyone talked about like Dallas hasn't played anyone yet, so we don't know if they're good. Yeah. New England played Ben Roethlisberger, who, as it turned out, was hurt for the year and needed elbow surgery. Yeah. And killed them. Yeah. Then they killed the Dolphins. Then they killed killed the Jets Jets with their third string quarterback. It's going to be a wake up call for them. Should we play Josh Allen this week? I was kind of like initially out on Josh Allen. Like we're using him in our season one because that's all we got. Sure. I, is he specifically the type? It were, I feel like it works one of two ways for him this week. Like either he goes full Josh Allen mode one way, and he throws five picks and fumbles the ball. Belichick just confuses him, or he does that thing where he just kind of runs around and no one can tackle him. So that's what I think he's going to do. Um, so I am going to play him in my season long formats. I don't know if I'll go there on DraftKings, but that's how I feel this game will play out. I feel like the like John Brown will get shut down. I think by Gilmore, it's just Gilmore Agreed. is yeah, it's just what it is. Beasley and Josh, and Allen. then there's really just nobody else to throw the football to, right? I mean, so Josh Allen, I think, is going to have one of those games where he has ten to twelve carries at least on the ground. He's running around a lot. Yeah, he's fifty six hundred bucks. Brissett's fifty four. Anybody Daniel, else cheaper than him? Daniel Jones is fifty three. That's the one problem. Keenum is the one at forty nine. Not, not with Terry Cherry. Cherry Terry? Cherry Terry, not 100%. I think Score and McLaurin it might be the one. Yeah, Score and McLaurin is is really nice. I like that one, too. Yeah, you know, it, with Allen's price, it's just, it's Jones. Like, why why spend up on him when you can when you can go at Jones for cheaper? This just is, a little cheaper. With weapons. This is true. Yeah. All right, anything else to plug? Anything we didn't? I feel like we hit it all. Yeah, I think we did. I think we hit it all. I think I might spend up a tight end this week. Like I might avoid Disley. Might avoid Disley. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it is. If I played cash games, I probably would play with Walt Disley, but I don't, so yeah. I'm not. Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes, Kelsey, Watkins, stack. Let's go. <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing. Yeah, and bring it back with Galladay. <laughs> yeah. After uh, the week after. Yeah. I think it's a. I think week four could be the week after week. All the chalk that busted last week. Just go back to them this week. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Galladay. I have no problem going back to him whatever the targets game. were there for him last week it's just and know, he also had he dropped, he, throws, dropped, he dropped he dropped a couple dropped a touch yep he did he did he dropped one you're gonna show up to the bar this week to watch the games i am i uh you got caught up i shit the bed last week yeah i had a trailer and then the eagles game was on and you were like i'm not going anywhere. i got sidetracked yeah it's all right so we'll see you again this sunday i'll be live on sunday morning at 9 30 a.m eastern time with custom gary but if people want to get up with you at Chris Meany on Twitter. Yes. And they can find all your work on the athletic. Do you do anything live on Sunday mornings? Uh, no, not really. I do. That's, I, that sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's great. I do. I, I'm up early for a TSN Montreal football hits, like a 15 minute segment. Do you it's have like to do it all in the morning? Say? No, thank you. You're goodness. like, oh, man. Mon 
plaît, c'est Pierre-Royer de... Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard et Paris Campbell. Il me dit, oh, 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 oh. The great play, Chris Mini, you know. Your French is pretty good. Je parle un petit peu en français. It's the accent that really yeah, sells it. Yeah, it's the accent I don't have a French it. accent. I have a Quebecois accent, yeah, hein? Yeah, the accent is... You mix in some of the English words with it? because Always, because that's, yeah, that's what happens. Um, I, I used to room with a buddy in college back home who it was like the Acadian French he had, and he would just like randomly throw it like refrigerator or like an English word. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I remember... <laughs> what are you even talking about? People I grew up like the Acadians, like yeah. I would grow up like, qu'est-ce que c'est the time? It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you would commit one way or another, man. Like, yeah, let's it's go here. 50 50. Uh, so, yeah, no, take it pretty easy. So, I actually tune into you guys, listen, I get a good kick out of it, and it helps me out. And I like to, uh, you know, hear all the questions from people. So, it's good. Yeah, there are. Uh, th- hearing the questions from the other people actually does help kind of construct, especially even if it. Even if they're like season long questions, yeah. some of them do apply to DraftKings as sure. well, just by like where's the consensus going? Who are yeah. people really debating this week? So if you want to ask your questions, we do that at 10 10 30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday mornings. But you're probably going to want to get into the chat before that because last week, I think the first week we had like over 500 unanswered questions. Last week, I think we had over 700 unanswered questions and we got to like 300, 400. Wow. So uh, you're going to want to tune in 930 a.m. Eastern time on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Or the best way to get your questions in is just follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME. And uh, when I jump into that chat, far fewer people in that chat than the YouTube one. And we do bounce back and forth. Told you about the giveaways. I told you about the fansharesports.com promo. And I told you about the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners slash Viewers League, which you should most definitely play. $60,000 of guaranteed money if you're looking for my ranks. They're on my Facebook page. They're in the description. They're up on DKPlaybook.com. It's about all I got for you. Good luck in week four. I'm Pat Mayo, and I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!